everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Always Open. I'm your host, Barbara Dunkelman, today, and today we have two very special guests with us, starting with Lindsay Jones. Hey, everybody. What's up? Welcome back to the show. Thank you kindly. And first-time guest on Always Open, and very good friend of ours, Patricia Somerset. <laughs> Yes. yes. Welcome back. Where do I look? Where do I? Uh, all, everywhere. all the cameras. Yeah. Please. Yeah. <laughs> at guys, us, hi guys, hi preferably. Guys. Yeah. 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 Right. Just us. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep it on the. Yeah. Welcome. Thank you. So I'm, happy to have you here. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. It's just nice to see you guys. Thank really, you. I saw in the email that you were going to be here and I was elated one because I think the last time we saw you in office, you were uh, with Alfredo and we were doing promo for Off Topic. And <laughs> he <laughs> still remembers it very fondly, but it was a much different energy. It was very chaotic. And this mm-hmm. is a much more like relaxed environment, I would hope. Right. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> There's no <laughs> taste fist on this show. Again, TBD. Fisting. We'll figure yeah. it out. <laughs> yeah. So Patricia has well. visited us here at Rashid before. Um, been on off topic. Mm-hmm. Did you do anything else with us, or was that the? I think it was it was twice off topic. Really? Off topic. Yeah, you did yeah. off topic a couple times. We did like a, an office tour, and I guess for anyone yeah. at home who's watching, uh, Patricia uh, does a, a ton of stuff. I'm speaking on your your IMDb Please. page and your repertoire. <laughs> Patricia's amazing, a uh, fantastic person just in general. Um, we've been oh, abil- able to hang out with you at conventions a few times, but you've done a ton of voice acting work. You're, uh, I would argue, a great video gamer because I saw you with Achievement Hunter, and we've had a lot of guests before, <laughs> and my skills are still really bad but you you meshed perfectly so i'd say just like overall badass nerd badass sure oh absolutely yeah Mm -hmm. i mean i think you have to be if you voice zelda like you have to be a badass you become one by default yeah i don't know oh i thought you meant a nerd or something i was like (laughs) you said badass i was like i finished that sentence and i was like no you don't know you can be all of the above (laughs) yeah well we we first met you at i forget what convention it was but it was a few years ago at this point yeah. And I think we bonded over both being from Montreal or yes. living in Montreal. Yes. That's um, so cool. I love it. I just, there's so many, I feel like the coolest people are from Montreal. Not myself. Everyone else I've met. I can agree. I'm from Texas, please. I have no room to talk. I'm like, y'all are amazing. <laughs> wow. Y'all free healthcare. Yeah. Wow. That's <laughs> so cool. <laughs> I did see that energy. And I feel like that's a natural gravitation for anyone from any country, but especially Canada. There's like, there's Canadian friendliness, but mm-hmm. then there's Canadian like brotherhood. And I've watched it in action with you and Elise and with you and Patricia before too. I'm like, oh yes, there they go. The there's maple like syrup. Underlying <laughs> connection. Oh, maybe. Yeah. A tingle in the brain. Mm. Yeah. So how you been? What have you been up to? Oh gosh. Um, I've been, I've been well. I've been traveling more and more. Mm-hmm. That, that sort of had taken a hiatus for quite a while. And now I'm, I'm really back on the road. I just got back from camping at Bryce National Park. So <gasps> yeah. Like full to, on camping? Like in a camper. Roughing? In a camper. Oh, it was okay. not that, you know. Um, <laughs> for us, it's roughing it. Yeah. <laughs> you stepped outside of your home. Yeah. <laughs> There's no couches Indoor there. plumbing. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I come from upper Michigan though. So it's very rural. So that's, yeah, that's got expected you. for me. But um. Uh, yeah, and I've just been I've been doing a lot of conventions lately. Actually, um, it's been back on the circuit this year, so yeah, that's been a that's been a thing. To the point where I'm like, okay, I need to do other kinds of work and allow more space for other kinds of work, so I can just focus a little more. But um, it's also like an amazing gift and super cool and wonderful to travel. So oh, absolutely, no complaints. Like really oh, yeah. can't complain. What's um, been your favorite place? I am actually really excited to be in Austin, honestly. Really? Yeah, because I haven't been here in years. I think the last time I was here was 2000 and what did it have been, like 18? 18 18? Was that visiting us? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Probably. yeah. yeah. And you're here for another convention as well. Yeah, it was 2018. Yeah, and I'm here, yeah, for uh, GalaxyCon. Can oh, you cool. say that on the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, This will come out of a little bit after this, so it'll be <laughs> right. a little dated, but right. we yeah. in a galaxy far, 
far back. <laughs> you're right? good. You can promote as many back. future cons as you want to. We can we can talk about that. That's okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, go for it. I know we're doing a convention in December mm-hmm. in Birmingham. Oh, are you doing that one? Yes, I yes. am. Yes. There we go. Okay, okay. come see us. All three of us. Yeah, the two of the greatest Canadians I know, and then a little Texan. <laughs> <I'm just saying. laughs> Hanging out in Birmingham. You mean Kara? It's yeah, <laughs> true. Yes, the honestly. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'll, t- I'll team Ruby will be there. And then you'll be there. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. It's going to be a fun one. I'm stoked. Yeah. Trevor and I are planning a trip to Scotland right before that we're oh, going to try to. Like the whole. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a big UK kind of extravaganza for us. Have you been to Scotland before or no? Never. Okay. I I think you have, Patricia. Have you or not? I have not been to Scotland. Oh, okay. like, it's you. been one okay. of the few places yeah, in the UK that I have not been to. Because you're, you're a world traveler. You just mentioned like traveling for conventions, but you've told us stories about just like your adventures abroad. I'm like, I love that for you. I was going to say, with the, I probably said something like the Middle East when you asked me last time what, mm. what oh, my favorite yeah. places yeah, were. Yeah, we're like, oh, yeah. like we kind of just oh, like sat there going like a sleepover. You're like, tell us your tales, Patricia, yeah. please. Like, more. <laughs> oh, well, I, I do want to talk about, you know, voice acting a little bit. All three of us have experience with voice acting. Mm-hmm. Some more than others. Patricia. What are you um, <laughs> heads of series here? What am I talking about? Like, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm curious if, you know, a lot of people ask us at conventions or like just in general, uh, and I'm sure you get these questions a lot panels and different Q&As. Hmm, I wonder. Like, I yeah. wonder if I do. Let's see. All these questions of just like, <laughs> how do you get into voice acting? And like, yes, what's yes. been your favorite character to play? And all these different questions. But I'm curious if voice acting was always something that you wanted to do and always something that you kind of strived towards growing up or even just like in your career. I would say I would never have been able to conceive of voice acting as a job, Mm -hmm. and I've never fully committed to voice acting alone. I still do TV, film, theater, and try other things all the time. Music, you know, I'm constantly not okay with just doing voice Mm. because I think I would find the auditioning process really redundant, like too redundant with no outlet otherwise. Oh, totally. Um, But yeah, I grew up with three sisters. We all sang together. We all sang and danced in our little rural town of upper, Upper Michigan. Did you have like a band together? We, I love you know, sister bands. Say yes, please. We actually kind of very, very casually do now call the Somerset Sisters. Oh, cute. That's amazing. Yes. Well, it's just because two of them are singers. One of them is an opera singer. The other is a singer-songwriter. And they've all sort of gravitated back towards Michigan. And the youngest uh, was more of an ice – she was an ice dancer. She was a competitive ice dancer and quite quite up there. She was like six in the U.S. when mm-hmm. she was oh, – and then wow. she turned into a, a dentist and an outdoors woman. So now she's like a hunter-fisher dentist. That's insane. But we all love to do music together. so badass. You just – Again, you described an anime character. That's, that's she is. She'd be like an well, it's like an or, or a Greek character, like an Artemis or something. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, she's she's amazing. And she can do your fillings. That's <laughs> yes, she can. And I've never had to pay for dental work in my life. Okay, I which, hate you. I know. I hate you so much. So my sorry. mom's a dentist too, and now my sister is like the next in line. Oh, the same thing. I, I wow. agree completely. It's amazing yeah. to not have to worry about dental work. It's pretty nice. Yeah, I have it a lot of family privileged. members that are like doctors, dentists, lawyers, all that stuff, but they all live in Canada, so I can't. I'm not gonna go all the way back home to get dental work done. So Very, you can want to pay those American prices. We'll adopt you. It's cool. Like we, I mean, if you want Barbara, to, yeah. I'd totally be down. That's yeah. so awesome, though. Yeah, it's, it's fun. But yeah, I grew up doing voice acting. So yeah. like like on some level, singing, dancing, a little bit of theater. And then I, and then I ultimately found it in, um, in college. I took a class and then was like, oh my gosh, you can make characters and this can be part of a career. I just had one teacher who'd done it and I just started right away. I just knew it was going to be done parallel to everything else that I was oh, doing. So I didn't realize they had like classes for that kind of stuff in college. Yeah. I had been one of the first. I mean, it was theater. It was university oh. theater, um, theater program. 
That's like, speaking to a lot of voice actors specifically, like a lot of them do have like background in theater or musical theater specifically. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess I'm not surprised to hear that like you, you have a singing background also. Have you ever yeah. like, have you been allowed to sing for characters too? Because that's some <gasps> of the most fun ever. Like character singing for me is a joy. I love that you say that. I, mm, I Not many. Oh, yeah. well, we need more. Let's go. <laughs> I know. I feel yeah. like that's just like an untapped skill there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm not musical theater. I have like my style and I don't, I don't read music like, you know, um, so easily. I, I'm not trained in that way. Mm. Um, my sister is, but not me. I, so I'm always really cautious when people, I've done a little bit of songs on stage, but again, I, I can't belt. I can't. I stay away from anything that's really out of my comfort zone. And now I'm like, I'm not going to learn that skill. <laughs> Everyone has their own no. style. Yeah. I feel like that you know yourself. That's good. Instead yeah, of like yeah. coming in and going, I don't know. You're like, this is what I do. Yeah. Here you go. Where I go, I do mm. not sing. <laughs> do not. I do not do karaoke. Do not put me in any sort of lyrical situation. Barbara and I sing after a few margaritas. Yeah. Convention hall circuit. What did you sing? Oh, my gosh. Uh, we would probably do something. I'd be a jerk and put on like jumbawamba or something like top thumping and like after the fifth i get knocked down they'd be like okay someone pull Lindsay off is that your go-to karaoke (laughs) sometimes if i'm like too gone usually it's that or like hearkening back to the texan in me i do friends in low places a lot and (laughs) it's just thank you yeah Yeah, i love garth brooks i feel like it's a really good rousing like bar song too so if everyone else is just kind of like drunk but happy and like Mm -hmm. living their lives like hey let's just sing with this person i just met three seconds ago Ah!" Yeah. Yeah. And it's, oh, got yeah. the, it's got that it's got that thing yes. that they do. I love oh, the build up and drop. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Those private karaoke rooms are intimidating to me. <laughs> Everyone's just like, do the private room. Like it's, it's just you and your friends or like whoever. And I'm like, that's so much more like, I don't know. Like I feel like when you're in a big crowd of, in like a big room or a big bar, it's like no one's really paying attention and people are just being drunk and silly. But when you're in a room by yourself, I just feel like it's really intimidating even though you're with your friends i don't know like to me that seems like more daunting it's like a private dance yeah honestly which like you know not to liken it to a strip club but so i hear this is how it works Um, (laughs) from montreal we happen to know a lot about this it is like a private dance thank you patricia thank you doesn't montreal have the highest number of strip clubs per capita probably yes any place in the world really oh i don't know about that anymore maybe i there's probably somewhere in like i don't know amsterdam that has I would say that there's got to be some competition there, but... um, I know it's pretty high up there, though. I'd say they're known for their high-quality strip clubs. I can believe that. I can believe that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm just imagining traveling to Montreal. I'm like, I know I'm going to get a good deal and a clean spot. Thank yes. you. <laughs> That's right. And they serve poutine. Yeah. Oh, poutine. Wait. And the one time really nice no. wine. Orange oh. wine. Orange wine and poutine. Yeah. Ooh. Orange wines. Hold on. Say no more. My stomach My turned when you said that. <laughs> We're recording this pretty early in the morning, too. So the idea of orange wine right now is like, oh, God. Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't want some? <laughs> yeah, maybe a little Irish in my coffee. Goodness. Right. I, I'll be honest. And we can talk about that a little bit. We were speaking about that last night. Um, Barbara and I were hanging out just having a casual uh, dinner with some friends and I was saying I don't really like drink anymore and mm. I'm I'm in my mid-30s now and not to like toot my own horn it's not a really good thing I guess anyways but like my 20s I drank um, we had like party lifestyle and suddenly my body was just like nah I'm I'm not feeling it anymore yeah I don't want to do it and I don't know if you guys had that experience either or if you even like enjoyed drinking casually um, but that was especially like part of our lifestyle and our our work. I would argue mm-hmm. like parties and industry gatherings and stuff like that. Everyone's I drinking. Mean, we used to drink on set 
a lot. Like when we did Off Topic or the RT podcast or like any of the shows we used to do, drinking was such like a heavy part of that. Mm-hmm. But I think like because like the whole company got has older, gotten older together. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. We've all we all started like in our early mid twenties <laughs> and now we're all in our like mid thirties and we're just like well, that's going to give me a headache mm-hmm. and I just, I'm just not going to like be really active tomorrow if I drink a lot today. So like, yeah, I'm the same way. I just like, I'll have a cocktail at dinner or like wine or whatever, but I, it's not something, we don't even own liquor anymore at yeah. our house. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I do. Well, what do you like? Please. I actually just like a dry martini okay, or a Bombardier. Those are my two go-tos. No, that's classy. Well, say, yeah, if I'm going to drink a martini or if I'm going to drink a cocktail, I want it like hard and I want to know exactly what's in it. I don't kind of mess with anything that I don't know anymore. I just go like, if I feel like it, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do what we call an Annette. It's so horrible. It's my sister's name, but it's like it's a martini because she was in the wine industry for a long time. So oh, cool. great lifestyle. But it's just uh, it's either gin or vodka. I like both. A um, little, little bit of dry vermouth, a lemon twist, and an olive. Ooh. Not not too dirty. Oh, like, that's that. beautiful. That's, great. Again, I love that's it. simple, yeah. classy. Like I would always just do like yeah, some. Oh, either it would either be like simple but very trashy. Like ah, just have some vodka. You know, Tito's. Throw it in with some <laughs> cranberry juice. What have you got yeah. back there? Yeah, rum and coke. Oh my god, absolutely. Situation. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh man. Yeah. I. Uh, I just. I don't know. I think I don't know if it's like because my body can't handle it anymore, or I've just never really been a big drinker. Um, but I like martinis because I like olives. Yeah. I literally just get a martini to get the olives. And then I'm just like, just give me a full stack in that drink. Mm-hmm. And then I'm good to go. So I feel like movie moment wise, I do like picturing that as like a cute like introduction to someone if you're dating or like a cute like couple pairing of like, I'll order the martini. You can have the olive babes. Like, oh, it's so cute. Look, <laughs> it works out for them. <laughs> works well, we, every time. We <laughs> like to do some uh, would you rather questions on this show. Okay. And it, this actually plays into what we were talking about right before we started recording, which was being an extrovert or an introvert. Um, so I'm very curious to see what you guys will say on this one. So this question is, would you rather spend a year alone or a year constantly surrounded by a big group of people? Oof. <laughs> Both <laughs> right, suck. Right. I know. Can I fluctuate back and forth between the two? Like yeah. a month at right. a time? That'd be great. Sure. Honestly, yeah. right? Um, How are you feeling? Hmm? Yeah. I mean, if you have to lean one way or the other, definitely, definitely alone. Yeah. <laughs> I've tried that on some level before and it, it's like kind of worked even though I said I'd never do it again, like during the pandemic, I feel like, I feel like everybody oh, probably yeah. has like real life visceral responses if they were to get that question now because Absolutely. of the pandemic. Like yeah. some, some people were inundated with like too much of one or the other. True, very yeah. true. I was too much alone for part of it. Um, but it also, I, I wrote a screenplay, like it served, oh it served God. me to like, I did a lot of therapy. No, th- there we go. Alone with no therapy and like no check-ins with people, devastating. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. impossible would be scary very um, concerning yeah, but yeah. the idea of being around people all the time um even just thinking also about that I'm like, <laughs> I'm like i'm like i know oh i love it oh thanks yeah, here not always open we support each other we wipe each other's messes too. <laughs> there there's always at least one spill on this show oh, and yeah. it's usually okay, me so don't worry um, oh, but yeah i uh i was thinking about this the other day because at first when I read this, I go, oh, definitely alone. Like, I do not want to be surrounded by people constantly. That sounds like a nightmare. But I was like, if you are completely alone for a mm-hmm. whole year, I feel like that would be maddening. Yep. And, like, so depressing. And I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, I'd much rather be alone. Like, yeah, for sure. I love my alone time. And to a degree, I do. 
But if there's absolutely no human contact, no anything, no checking in with people, no calls, no texts, like nothing like that, that I feel would mess me up in a way that like I can't even comprehend. Yeah, no, I, I agree. agree. And yeah. having mm-hmm. been the person in the past where like I self-isolated just like out of necessity mm-hmm. or fear or whatever it may be. And I thought it was healthy. But I definitely think that there's something to the sentiment of like we are social creatures, even though you might not want to have like a ton of friends or you might not be like a super extroverted person. You need some form of contact. So even though it felt like I was benefiting myself by removing people that might be toxic, like I'm not I'm I'm helping them also by removing myself. It was like bad to both parties. Mm -hmm. So with that mentality, I go, okay, I need some connection to people. Maybe I could just treat it like I'm walking through New York City. I'm Mm. with everybody, but I'm alone. Right. (laughs) Like no one's talking to me. It's fine. Yeah, I, I like that feeling like I like being alone, but I don't being I don't like being lonely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I <laughs> lonely <laughs> is probably one of the most devastating feelings that you could have. Um, but man, I do I do love my alone time. I don't know about you guys, but like for you, when Michael and the kids, if they're not home, you're just like, I'm gonna go crazy. It's pretty nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, talking about like audio stimulus too. Mr. Trudeau mentioning that like conventions and whatnot. Like I can either I'm either way overstimulated and that goes with kids and hanging out with Michael too. Like naturally their kids are loud. Mm-hmm. So I'm either like ah it's too much or like it flows over me like water. And Barbara's watched me before where I'm just like eh, yeah loud. What are you gonna do? <laughs> kids are screaming, running around. You're like get your shoes on. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I think still my answer would probably have to be alone. You think so? Yeah. Yes. I, I, you know, asterisks. I love my children and want to see them all the time. Oh, but for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do think, like, I, I think I could make it work a year alone. I think, like, if you do some, like, journaling and, like, really work on yourself for that year, there's a way to go about it. But mm-hmm. when I look at this question and it's, like, surrounded by a group of people constantly, I imagine that, like, when you're sleeping, when you're eating, when you're going to the bathroom, when it's, like, you're doing anything and it's, like, you never have a moment of peace. You have to be engaged with that group. Yeah. You can't just, like, be there. You're, like, not, like, a prop or a plant. Yeah. I feel like wouldn't you end up sort of um, disassociating, yeah. and then you'd you'd have you'd have to find a way to find yourself back in a group, like because you would never be able to spend any time listening to yourself. And it sounds like you guys have lots going on, like a lot of internal dialogue going. on. I know I do, like constantly. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I like don't. to sit with it. No, <laughs> that's <laughs> talking about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a, a very weird thing where you know there's these the questions that people pose where half the population will have one opinion, half the other will have the other opinion, but they don't know the other person exists. Like standing up to wipe versus sitting down to wipe. Yeah, the people who sit are just like, "What the fuck are you doing, standing up?" And Who's the people standing who are up standing to wipe? <laughs> I'm that can't Go be half of the population. <laughs> yeah. That just can't be. I half. don't know if it's right, half right. and half. And I also want to preface this: it's not fully standing up. <laughs> okay. It's just kind of hovering okay, okay. over. But doesn't that depend on the day? I don't know. <laughs> right. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and what you just did. Um, but it's the same thing with internal monologue, where. I don't know if it's half. Again, it's there's some people who constantly have an internal monologue of like, I'm going to go here and I'm going to do this and I'm going to pick this up and like like talking to yourself essentially in your head. I have head empty, no thoughts. Okay. Like I do not have any internal monologue. It's just kind of like I know what I need to do and I do it in a way. Oh. I never speak to myself, talk out loud, anything like that. I don't talk in my head to myself, nothing. And I huh. told this to a few people and they're just like, how do you is so it's just like nothing and i'm like yeah it's jealous just, it's so quiet <laughs> yeah it's so like, quiet oh my god <laughs> all the time that's fascinating well right 
clearly things are going on. They're just not turning into words before yeah. you process them. It reminds me of like studying character types for acting where mm. you have these different um, archetypes and one of them would be a dreamer, which is somebody who takes something in sensory and then feels right away. And that's usually like a 15-year-old or like a, like a younger person. And a lot of the protagonists that you see that are female, they're very romantic, would be this type. And then you have something that they call the um, near, which makes the world go round. And it's sensing intuiting, mm. where you're, you're sensing something and then you're not actually putting thoughts to it. You're just doing the action. You can go into automatic very easily. Yeah. And that would be sort of that. And then you have other things like, which would be like a doctor archetype or something, which is sensing thinking right away. And these are all like, but they're just like ways of going into a character and there's six of them. But cool. I just, I, I often come back to that when I hear things like that. I'm well, like, especially oh, the yeah. physicality of a character. Like you mm -hmm. just mentioned the motor skills. I'm thinking, I'm wondering if that is like kind of your subconscious because I, I catch myself doing that too. And I want to hear about your, what your internal thought process is like. Well, yeah. Please. Well, like, do yeah. you, do you hear your own voice too? And do you hear other people's yeah. voices? An inner monologue yeah. kind of situation? Yeah, yeah I, I, I got a pretty heavy inner monologue, I think, um, that I'm comfortable sitting with. And it, I need a lot of time with it before I make certain decisions. Mm. Um, it, it might even be a little bit of a crutch. Um, I'm realizing as I'm getting older that it might be a little bit of a funny trait that I have quite strongly as people have like, given me feedback. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I'd say I'm having on the inner monologue. Um, and it needs to calm down a lot of time. And the only way I can do that is like I do meditate now. It's it's probably a form of anxiety too. I would say that I've done a lot of work on in the last years. So, hmm. um, so I'm, I'm more conscious of what is like cycling around and what I might be thinking. Like I, I can come out of it easier now than I used to when I was younger. I Interesting. Think. Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. yeah, I've recently I started to try meditation. It is <laughs> wonderful. Oh, yeah. Like I've noticed, I, I'm still getting used to it and like actually trying to like not because like I. It's not that I don't have an inner monologue in those moments. It's like you just are still thinking about like what you want to do that day or like the mm -hmm. sounds that you're hearing and stuff like that and yes. like learning to just kind of focus on your breathing and stuff like that. I'm not super good at it yet, but I've noticed the days I try it, I have such a better day. Oh, wow. That's and awesome. It's like remarkably better nice. when I do that. So if yeah. you want to try meditation, highly recommend it. I know there's a couple apps for it. Well, there is YouTube like, videos. I don't remember this study. I'm, I was nerding out and I just went through like a Wikipedia diet, but there's like a scientific <laughs> study from, I think it was like the sixties where they talked about like the actual, like the repetition of a mantra is you physically like going through the motions of something. And in that repetition, you are relieving yourself. You're allowing yourself to like pass your stress on generally. So <clears throat> I think it makes sense either meditation wise or like if you're religious or spiritual, if you have that moment to pause for yourself and look within and allow yourself to kind of like remove external, again, I say stimulus law, but it's true, mm -hmm. or like factors that are in impeding in your life or your day to day. I think that's so helpful. Yeah. I've had a lot of struggle in, now as an adult finding that feeling. So I'm glad you found it also. I imagine too with <laughs> like two kids and stuff too, there's oh like gosh. so much you have to be thinking about and yes. like such a mental load in there's, that situation. I appreciate it. I'm yeah. like, oh, there's, there's a lot, there's definitely like a lot of different factors and that adds to it and everyone has their different stresses. I like thinking about just like the way my brain works. You talked about sitting quietly. I'm so, so envious because I sit down <laughs> and again, it's like tub thumping comes on. I'm like, I'm trying to meditate. I don't want to get down again. <laughs> again <no>. Exactly. <laughs> or like, you know, a memory from third grade pops up. I'm like, why am I thinking about that? I'm oh, just wow. trying to relax here. Like, come on now. None of this. Our um, brains do little tricky fun things on us all the time. For sure. For sure. Um, I have liked, and I don't know if this adds to like the meditation aspect, but just kind of to help with that, 
I just go into like nerd lore, basically. Mm-hmm. So there are times where I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna like pretend I'm in an elven forest in Lord of the Rings. I'm like, okay, oh, Gladriel that. needs to talk to me. And I just gotta like tune everybody else out. <laughs> What's up, Gladriel? Like, tell me your tales. Oh wow. Yeah. You go really heavy on that. I the, have to. The imagination. I, like, I have to like role play my meditation, basically. Oh, yeah. But I it love helps. That. Honestly, it's like finding what works for you. Hmm? What would you do? You oh, have like a, a morning routine that you do. Like every morning, you do this, this, I and this. Like I used to. Yeah. I, my my routine's been really knocked off lately, and I I do feel like I'm suffering because of it. I'd say in my prime, my morning routine would be wake up and actually meditate right away, mm. even just for ten minutes. Yeah. Um. There, I have an app. Um, waking up, it's called Sam Harris. I really like that one because he doesn't sort of try to put music and stuff into it. It's just mm. very much his voice. He combines a few different meditations in one, and then it's done. Boom. Yeah, you know. I so love that. just really making cool. the choice to do it. Yeah. I was using Headspace for that. They, oh, nice. They okay, have, yeah, um, I've heard of that one too. It's good for okay. beginners too because they have mm. like guide. It's guided meditation that they do, and there's like lessons where it gets like a little bit longer each time, but each time they like teach you kind of new techniques and stuff mm. like that. And you get to choose which voice you want to, which I love. <laughs> what options do they have? Like, what um, there's like a few different male voices, like male sounding voices and different like female sounding voices. And there's one that I love that's like, all right, my name's Eve and we're going to be. Yes. I think it's Eve. I think her name is. I love it. But it's like the kind of lower British kind of feminine yeah. voice. And uh, yeah. I love it. It's it's so relaxing. I can make a comment. I feel like I might. <laughs> My ruin this for you, Barbara, and I'm sorry. But I love that because it sounds wonderful and uh-huh. calming. But my silly brain thinks of salad fingers. So I would just, <laughs> I would just be like, yes, salad fingers, let's relax. I like rusty spoons. <laughs> I'm going to rub the spoon salad fingers. I feel so calm right now. Thank you. Now I need an app with all of the like memes from the early 2000s. Oh, please. These different characters from YouTube videos being meditated guides. I would love that. I'll ask too. I guess this is meditation adjacent. Sure. That's, that's the proper <laughs> meditation nomenclature. Adjacent. <laughs> Taurus, yeah. A bit of an expert here. Do you do y'all do manifestations too? Or like like repeating mantras in an attempt to convince yourself that you are able to achieve this? Uh, no. I think I probably do a version of that when I'm hyping myself up for mm. work. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely need like time before I'm going in to do, I don't know, like a callback or or some sort of performance that's especially if it's live. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll sort of do a version of that where I'll kind of repeat gestures and things, you know, something from my training formally. But no, I've not done manif- manifestations and I probably could benefit from this. I think there's something that maybe freaks me out a little bit. I mean, that's crazy. That's a, that's powerful, a crazy thing. That's but why, yeah. I did grow up yeah. in church and I'm like, nope, anything that's too chanty, I gotcha. um, I'm like, nah, I'm going to avoid that. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. See, I went to a lot of sports games growing up, so it's like, <laughs> I'm past that. Yeah. V-I-C-T-O-R-Y. Victory, victory. <laughs> Every morning. Exactly. Who's your favorite sports team? Just have to ask. Like, oh, gosh. I mean, I grew up with like, my father was still is still in the Troy Aikman era of like the Cowboys. So okay. I grew up in a Cowboys household. Listen. Okay. Um, Yeehaw, baby. Yeah, I went to many Mavs games, many uh, Stars games. Uh, yeah, how about you? Um, I don't, I mean, I grew up in Michigan, so I, but right now, like, Habs for hockey, I can't say that. I can't, I can't say, say that. No. Talk to, talk to you like about no. hockey. <laughs> yeah. I, I, well, I, I was born in Montreal, but I grew up in Ottawa, so right. I like the Sens. Oh, I was right. a Sens fan growing up, but. How Dare I know we're you. mortal enemies now. How but I dare you. <laughs> but I do like the Habs. Like if I had to pick yeah, a secondary yeah. team, even though they are rivals, it's like basically like Montreal and Ottawa. Gotcha. Um, my way, my way. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Dallas and Houston. I know. It's it's always <laughs> yeah. the cities that are like the closest gotcha, gotcha. to each other that have the biggest rivals. Right. Yes. Of course. But it was hard being in in Montreal, especially when I went back for college and not trying to support the Habs because it was just like everywhere. 
all the time. And did you go to McGill? I went to Concordia. No, you went to, like me. Right, of course. Yeah. Oh my God, totally. Which, okay, right. The other school in Montreal. Got the other, the other school. Everyone forgets I love, I love, I just support Ebo so much. I'm sitting going, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Sports. Excellent. <laughs> I've actually started, uh, I, I learn a lot of stuff from TikTok now. And I actually started doing manifestations oh, cool. that someone on TikTok uh, had recommended. And it's just, it's not like I'm constantly saying it to myself, but every now and then I'll say it to myself to remind myself of I'm so lucky and good things happen to me. Oh, yeah. And yeah. like literally that's it. That's all I say and that's all I think about. And it's like, it's weird because in my mind, the way manifestations work, it's not like I am willing this into existence. It's like all of a sudden, like good things are going to start happening to me. It's more of when you tell yourself something, you'll notice when those things are true. So it's like, I'm so lucky. Like, oh, I, I got to do this really cool opportunity it's because i'm so lucky and it's like essentially reaffirming those manifestations that you're telling yourself it's not like oh all of a sudden because i started telling myself these things magically the world around me is is nicer to me it's yeah. it's more of like you notice when those things happen more mm-hmm. instead of being like oh i suck everyone hates me i'm i'm so unlucky bad things happen to me all the time and then you only notice when those things happen mm-hmm. absolutely I feel like that sounds like it has such merit. It makes me yeah. think, well, maybe I should do manifestations. Yeah. Honestly, even just like a really easy little like. There's tons really like happy. on YouTube. Yeah. 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 I mean, you mentioned it and you're totally right. I think the great summarization is like, for me, it's reframing my internal monologue. It was very negative yeah. from for multiple reasons. But like when you analyze it, I was like, a lot of this is outside influences or people telling me things that eventually became ingrained into my brain and now it's here and it's my voice and I just want that to go away now. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's just become like, like you said, I'm so lucky. I'm very happy that I get to do this. Just kind of rethinking your life. I know Aaron mentioned this last time we traveled together and she had a great point. Instead of waking up in the morning and going like, oh, I have to do this. I got to do that. Because I, I get to do this. I get to I wake get up. To, I yeah. get to go to my mm-hmm. job. I get to do this. I'm like, yeah. Uh, when I boiled it down loosely, I would always be like, hey, I'm alive. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So now we can kind of add to that and go like, I'm alive and I get to do voice acting today or I'm alive and I get to do VTubing. I'm like, that's really cool. But the small yeah. steps have, have really helped a lot. Absolutely. They, they really add up and they make a big difference for sure. Mm-hmm. And so, then you mentioned recommend. like, I, I feel like Obviously, like most people would probably assume it's not really magical, but I, I do like to have some fun with it. Going back to like role playing uh-huh. and stuff, I'm like, if you want to pretend to be a witch, just pretend to be a witch. Why yeah. not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you sound like the best mom. Oh, thanks. Like, Thank you. Just, yeah, kids that get to grow up that have that as a kind of just an easy um, option, like facilitation. Yeah. That's I appreciate that. Fun to make believe. Thank for you. Sure. I, I'm, well, we'll talk about it if it's okay, because we're about Please. to, uh, the, today is September 1st uh, as we're recording this. So it's do like, you fall. remember? Yeah. I'm a huge Halloween person, and I'm definitely a Halloween mom. (laughs) (laughs) Very particular ties. What does that mean? Oh, I'm like I'm the mom that dresses up. I'm like, wow, let's have fun, kids. I'm like passing out candy and throwing it like 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 chickens in the yard, and I'm throwing feet out. Immediately start decorating. Oh, of course, yes. Was your family big on celebrations and holidays or anything like that? Yes. Okay. What what holidays brought your family together? Uh, Halloween was an interesting one. I was just thinking about because I have three sisters and we would sing together. Mm-hmm. Would, but like when we were younger, we'd, we'd all like sing. And my mom would make us go to um, old folks' homes all dressed up and like sing in harmony for oh my God. for people who, who couldn't get out. That's and, so sweet. Um, we recall that from Halloween. And that was, I, I'm like, that was such a really lovely thing to do around right. town. Uh-huh. That's awesome. The only time it backfired was when my, my older sister ended up at the house and she was like, no, mom, don't, just don't, we can't. Oh, and no. it was like a boy she was like mad oh, crushing no. on. And she's the oldest of four and she was 
devastated and so she like hung out in the corner and she was just like oh no you know like just like you know the teenage angst yeah like she must have been 12 or 13 or something and we were all like it's still like too young to know what was going on so like just having a great and that's the age too where you are the most embarrassed yes everything's just happening middle school times are rough oh yeah Mm -hmm. goodness (laughs) i hope she's able to look back fondly now though oh she's scarred oh no and now they're married (laughs) with three kids (laughs) (laughs) they did date eventually i think for a long time okay Okay, i saw you at the old folks home you were hanging out in the corner (laughs) look pretty good yeah (laughs) actually wasn't at an old folks home that was their home but oh okay it's even worse that makes sense it's like uh christmas caroling but for halloween we did the christmas caroling too but i love that though i've never ever heard of like carolers for halloween and like i would i want that oh yeah <laughs> imagine like, so do kids going, you get candy at the same time yeah oh, right yeah. <laughs> all right well let's wrap okay. things up with uh, an audience question that we have sent okay. in to us uh if you want to send us a question you could do that we would love it you could send that to always open at roosterteeth.com and we will keep you anonymous we are thrilled to have Children's Miracle Network as a sponsor considering Rooster Teeth has been doing an annual extra live stream for over 10 years now. Can you believe it? Every minute, 62 kids enter a member hospital of Children's Miracle Network hospitals. And children's hospitals rely on donations to serve their communities and the kids they treat. We believe that when you change kids' health, you unlock a world of possibilities for their future. Through Extra Life, you could play the games you love while raising critical funds for kids treated at member hospitals of Children's Miracle Network hospitals. That means you could give back by simply playing the games you already love. Extra Life is proud to have grown into a successful, community-driven cause gaming program, having raised more than $100 million in the last 15 years. By joining Extra Life, you are becoming a changemaker for children's health. Be a hero for kids in your community. You guys know we love Extra Life. We love doing it every single year. We're coming back this year on November 11th to do another 24-hour stream. It's going to be crazy. We hope to see you there to help raise money. Uh, for an amazing cause. We we really care about this cause and it means so much to have you guys by our side supporting what we're doing and donating and spreading the word and just having fun alongside us. So sign up for Extra Life today to play games to change kids' health. Thank you, Extra Life. And thank you, Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. Today's episode is sponsored by Jenny Kane. And it's honestly perfect timing because my wardrobe could definitely use a fall refresh. Jenny Kane is a California brand through and through, and their staples make getting dressed super easy. They focused on comfort, quality, and timeless design, so you could curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. They're known for their super luxe yet lightweight sweaters, and trust me, they do cashmere better than anyone. The cashmere fisherman and cashmere cocoon are best sellers in every season, but I'm always most excited to style them every fall. They also have a stunning collection of home essentials from timeless furniture pieces, cozy throws, perfectly curated decor, and the most incredible candles. Um, I've talked about Jenny Kane before. I have their Chloe crew neck that I wear probably at least once a week. It's going to be more during the fall, of course, but everything just lies so perfectly on your body. It's such great quality and it's going to last a lifetime. They have so many things to choose from and they're all wonderful. So find your forever pieces at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use the code ALWAYSOPEN at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com with the promo code ALWAYSOPEN. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Thank you, Jenny Kane, for making this show possible. And thank you for sponsoring. All right. Here's our question for today. I'm 23 and my partner is 27. 
We've been dating just over a year, and this is the first major relationship in either of our lives. I've been quite the pessimist most of my life, so I constantly feel like I'm not good enough for anyone. And on top of that, as a child of divorce, I got so used to arguments being commonplace. We've yet to have a fight of any kind, not even the slightest disagreement. So I always feel like a fight is right around the corner, and that always gets in my head, making me worry. For what I feel like is something that shouldn't, I shouldn't at all worry about. Seeing as we have great communication between each other, am I just getting in my own head too much? Is this a normal worry to have? Just a bit lost and don't know how to even start a discussion like this with my partner, worried that, on its own, could be what starts a fight. Thanks for any advice. So fear mm. fear of fighting, gotcha. essentially. I have a few thoughts, but please. Yeah, no, I was like, it. you have lots of experience with a long relationship oh. where you can probably Thank speak you. to that. Michael and I have mm. been together for about a week. <laughs> Damn, y'all were quick. In a different land, a week yeah. in a different it's land, a, which ultimately dog amounts years, to dog yeah. years. Yeah, it's <laughs> joking. Goodness, um, this is just from my experience. It sounds like this might be a little bit of self sabotage, mm. and I've definitely had this thought before many times where I'm like hanging out with someone or like it seems like things are going really well and I start going things are going too well like it's impossible for it to be going this well there has to be something wrong and they're just not telling me or I'm doing something and I don't realize it and then the other shoe to drop basically yeah Yeah. and just turns into this crazy like mental head game where you're just like tricking yourself making yourself feel bad Mm -hmm. so it's hard to do and I don't know if this is what's happening here but I've just had to kind of Take people at their face value. And if they're saying, like, I'm having fun, go, they're having fun. They said they're having fun, and that's that. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. That's a good That's a good way to be. Mm-hmm. But yeah. How about you? I, hmm. I mean, my, my thought is, if she, if she comes from a, a divorce situation, um, which can be so painful, and a lot of people mm-hmm. do, and it, and it creates such interesting, like, abandonment issues and oh, yeah. all of that, it, would, it might be really hard not to, as you said, like, the self-sabotage thing sounds... I, I think Very like there's yeah. it seems like the the lumping of fighting and ending a relationship is like she's put them together perhaps a little bit. Um, yeah, there I, might be like just I guess coming from a family of divorce, mm-hmm. it seems like oh well, all this fighting led to the end of a relationship. So that means like any fighting might lead to some big explosion that might lead to this. It's kind of like this person seems to be doing the mental gymnastics ahead of something happening and making assumptions, and that's a common yeah kind of idea. But maybe it's the word, like the association of the word fighting versus it being something else. Like, I don't know, fighting, maybe maybe for her, fighting means something really scary, but mm. does fighting have to actually be a negative? Was it conflict? Yeah, yeah. conflict. Yeah. Um, right. And having a conflict and being able to talk through a conflict can be one of the most, hu- well, I, huge things that you can do. I don't know. Um, they're going to say a, human, but it's actually both very accurate. Like, it is one of the most human things you can do. It's mm-hmm. like, there's going to be conflict. There's naturally going to be differences in opinions and experiences. But yeah. I I think you're right though, and I've been there before too. Where it's like you're whether you realize it or not, your brain is going. I'm going to end this before it hurts me. Mm. Before I I have this pain again. Yeah, it's very true. Um, I also feel like it's a tough situation when you don't know how your partner is going to react to an argument. Uh, and if you have yet to have that experience with them, there might be this fear of like. Oh well, if we have this disagreement, are are they going to explode? Are they going to react this way? I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, how am I going to react to them? How are we going to react with each other? Because yeah. I think like a huge part of a relationship working is being able to handle conflict and being able to handle a disagreement. Um, because if like there's a disconnect on communication, or if there's like 
one person's always blaming the other person and one person's always the one to apologize. That's a huge disconnect and a huge imbalance that I think sometimes is a really hard thing to get through with relationships mm-hmm. yeah. and any situation. You're not wrong. I'm curious. Do you, the, like, This phrasing might sound insensitive, but I'm trying to be sincere about this. It's like, is it is it deemed unfair to not voice concern or not voice your your opinion on something out of out of fear of their response. Like you're worried Ooh. about how the reaction is going to be. Therefore, I I cannot express myself. I cannot fully be myself. I imagine that is a bit of an unhealthy tendency. Yeah, right. And yeah. that you know, if we've talked about it on previous episodes before, like if you feel like you're in a situation where you have to walk on eggshells or you don't want to upset your partner for fear of a fight, like that could be like pretty detrimental Mm -hmm. to a relationship and i feel like if you feel unsafe or like not be able to be vulnerable or open or like voice your concerns or frustrations like that's probably an unhealthy situation to be in yeah and it could be an unfounded fear too i really i want to be clear like audience members aren't like oh they're saying their partner's abusive like no 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 no. like that's not what i'm saying at all but like the fact that this person is so concerned about voicing their opinions is that should be addressed for sure definitely yeah probably with her partner eventually yeah Mm -hmm. yeah like maybe address that she's got that concern potentially. Yeah. Well, I would imagine it wouldn't even limit to their partner. If you feel this way right. about or th- your partner. Right, or a friend. Right, yeah. yeah. A trusted person. I, I can imagine your interactions with other people must be the same way. Like, surely, like, do you find difficulty expressing yourself at work? Do you find difficulty expressing yourself with anyone if you're worried about their response? You know, maybe it's more than just an interaction with your partner situation. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It feels like it's all, it's all about how you frame it. Um, yeah. And how much kind of time and space you can put into it doesn't need to be a big blowout if you're going to have some sort of conflict. Hmm. You can you can approach it with uh, a certain degree of words um, and mm-hmm. let people know how you are going in. Like you can make it a safer. It's, it's impossible to make it completely safe, right? <laughs> but yeah. right, yeah. the safer is a good way to phrase it. Yeah, it's not going to be perfect, but it's safer. Yeah, we can plan. They we have plan. been a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we can we can plan for this. Yeah, they mentioned too that they've been dating for just over a year and mm-hmm. have yet to have any sort of like argument or fight, which. Couldn't like I've been in relationships where we just never fought and like it was just that like not in like the nature of that relationship or the nature of me and this person. We just like never had anything to really argue about. And when we disagreed on something, it was just like, yeah, I don't really like the way you said that. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. Like that. just I'll you know, it's I think the best thing you could do is if you do have a concern to try to address it immediately because Mm -hmm. I think the way a lot of bigger fights or arguments happen is when you hold things in and you don't address things that are bothering you or things that someone did that upset you and you let that fester inside you and then like when it does come out it comes out like in a big way um but yeah it's I, I don't know if like having a discussion with your partner of like hey so I know we haven't fought yet and I'm a little scared of like when we do just because of like this my history here and like my background with this so like let's have a game plan (laughs) going into a fight I love it of like let's make sure we hear each other out and like understand each other and no one feels like they're completely at fault for anything I think maybe having that kind of discussion could help if you do find yourself in that situation yeah or even like going over even if you're not realizing what yours are like what your communication styles are like or what your attachment styles are mm-hmm. like like hey I'm usually like this or like what how do you usually feel when there mm-hmm. is conflict in your life that'd be a great way to, to like address the topic but not go hey we haven't fought yet you know <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah because I don't think talking about it's going to lead to a fight which is what they said in this question of just like, I'm worried if I bring it up, that'll lead to 
the big fight. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm, mm. I'm a child of the 90s. So I mean, we are millennials. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you guys watch Daria? I Ever did. Oh, I watched a little bit of that. It's okay. a little hard to remember now. Gotcha. But yeah. I mean, I was obsessed. I've been rewatching it too. But there's a really funny scene where she's at the therapist. And I feel like this is the great polar examples of this. You can talk to your partner and be open in communication. Or you can be like Daria, which I wouldn't recommend. <laughs> she talks about in her therapy session, she just deadpan goes, and I'm so despondent that I reject people before they can reject me. Can I go now? <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just like, yep, that's, don't be like that. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um yeah, I, and I think also what's important, too, when you have a, a disagreement with your partner is not to get defensive right off the bat because you have to realize that everyone has their own thoughts and feelings. And if you did something that they misunderstood or misperceived, that's not necessary. Like, don't take the blame for that. It's like there's two people at play and, and different mindsets going on. So, like, it's... I think a lot of people tend to react very defensively at first when they're in a fight. Just like, well, I, I didn't do this or I didn't mean to do that. And you're taking it the wrong way. And it's like, okay, let's talk about that. Let's understand why I took that the wrong way and like how we could improve communication in this situation. It doesn't mm. always necessarily have to be this big problem. It's more of trying to understand each other better and work through those moments. Um, but yeah, I don't, I wouldn't, I, don't be afraid of it. I think mm. it's a good, it's a good way to, improve communication and improve a relationship. And I know like anytime I've had disagreements or um, moments like this with a partner, it's just made us stronger, you know, made us understand each other better. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody holding space for you in a moment when you're deeply afraid and you express yourself and that person just being like, I'm here, I'm going to listen to you. That connection is, is one of those powerful things that could possibly exist. Absolutely. So, it's invaluable. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Snaps to that. Right. I'm going to go home <laughs> and hug my kids. So right <laughs> <Yeah. back. laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys for your answers to that. Thank you for your question. Um, good luck. Uh, yeah. And if anything, just if you need to call us. We got you. We got you. Fisty cuffs well, all fisty around. Cuffs we will. Yeah. <laughs> Patricia calls the orders. We, we pull up the hoodies. We go, all right. Yeah, exactly. I know. I actually feel like you guys are bodyguards. I know. We kind of like black hoodies. You're both wearing like these black You're hoodies. You're both a few inches Whatever you want, Mama Somerset, like, you let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's going to wrap up our show for today. Patricia, is there anything you'd like to, to plug for our audience, where they could find you, what you'll be doing, what you'll be up oh. to? Oh boy, I'm so bad at plugs. I really should be better. At um, I mean, I'm at Gala. No, that's not that's, that doesn't work. That's like <laughs> um, this will probably come out in like end of October ish. Okay, cool. We mentioned uh, Birmingham, so we can yep, we'll be out there again. Birmingham, yeah. yes. Um, PatriciaSummerset.com for appearance stuff. Oh, amazing. Um, hopefully, I'll so have some like. Right. I have a new album out this year with nice. my band. So it's got records and I got, I got a couple of vinyls. Yeah, where um, can people there. get that on that your website as well? It's like, then? actually, you can, somersetband.com. It's like this eight-piece band. So you can look, look there for it. Um, other than that, you know, just socials. Yeah. At somerset underscore on Amazing. all the socials. Gotcha. Well, yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. <laughs> thank you. For joining thank us. You. Yeah, Lindsay, thank virtual. you as always for Absolutely. being here as well. It's a delight. Like this is, it's been a nice Friday morning in general. But yeah. like, I mean, everyone's just so like smiley and beautiful tomorrow. I'm like, yeah, this is great. All right, cool. <laughs> it's like brunch. It's it, it like is. brunch. Yeah. Like it. Cheers, we got our cheers. coffee, multiple <laughs> drinks on the table. No, yeah, this is my brunch. This is, this is my great. <laughs> a diet coke. <laughs> Awesome. And thank you guys so much for watching this episode of Always Open. If you're not already, please subscribe to our channel, All Good No Worries. Come check us out on roosterteeth.com where you could watch the show as well as support us with First, where you become a first member. It's kind of like our Patreon where it supports all the shows we make here at Rooster Teeth, including Always Open and everything else with All Good No Worries. We appreciate you. 
Thank you for being here, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye, goodbye.